Hey everybody, welcome to chapter 7. This week I have a little change up in the pace. Uh, we've kind of talked about most of the things we're going to talk about as far as, you know, the general commands and things that we want our dogs to know to kind of have a little bit easier control in the house. Remember, the more training you guys do, the more balanced training is, and balanced being that if my dog is being told no a lot, make sure that no means something, right? Take your dogs, put them away, give them a break in the crates. Um, if they're doing something wrong, don't yell, don't stomp, just literally let them relax. Uh, if you hear a little whistling in the background here, uh, we have Jax, who's over here sleeping. Um, <laughs> don't mind him. <laughs> and um, I also have Ryan here. How's so, it going? Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself real quick, Rye. Uh, just give yourself a brief synopsis. You know, we'll keep it plain and simple. We're just trying to give you guys, again, like a really good just talk on training and what it was like to be a client. And uh, Ryan was initially a, tr uh, a client and then he turned trainer, right? So I brought him into the company. He was really into training, loves training with his dog, and his dog's amazing. So make sure you follow him on uh, Instagram, too, when you guys get a chance to yeah. see his profile on the website. Yeah, so I came... You know, as Rob said, I was a client to start out with. I came from a different uh, dog training company. And uh, they, uh, the reason I started with them is because I wanted to learn how to use an e-collar. Um, I had my dog to the point where I was like, all right, she's doing pretty good. And, you know, she was still pretty young. So I was like, where can we take this dog, kind of? Um, and I've grown up with dogs and um, had a dog before I got Zucchini is her name. Um, but he moved over to California. So, um, yeah, I went to this other dog training company and the way they did things, it would just, it didn't really click with me. Um, and Zucchini kind of just didn't seem as excited about our training. And she was always like kind of pumped up and excited. Um, and so like, I mean, I feel like for you guys listening and, you know, going along with the course and everything, it's like if you if you see your dog shutting down or you don't like the way a trainer is doing something or this, that, or the other thing, it's like you can go find somebody else, someone different, whatever. Like I know there's an expensive, you know, typically it costs money to get your dog trained and everything, but if it's not clicking with you, like I'm going somewhere different. So I finished that uh, other course. It was an eight-week thing. It was difficult to schedule. It was different trainers each week. And, you know, not everyone was, I don't think, on the same, like, level of a trainer. Um, so it was just a little bit frustrating. But we got through that. And so once I finished there, I was like, where? Yeah, I was like, okay, cool. Like, maybe I know how to use the e-car a little bit more. But what? where can I push my dog to? And I want to learn more. So I talked to Rob, and we had our consult. And then uh, after I think, I mean, it was maybe, what, was three, four sessions? Then... I think like four sessions in four sessions and he was like dude was like, why are you why why am i here man your dog is fine like your dog is trained like what are you? i'm like dude i just want to learn more he's like you want to train dogs with me i was like great let's go and again for me like being you know the, the dog trainer that i am and you know being the owner of the company like i always try to be real with people you know as far as like the aspect of cost i'm like why why are you paying me like your dog's perfectly fine right so if you have dog trainers out there where you're like hey my dog doesn't really have any serious issues some dogs don't really need a full training plan right like you might get away with a dog just knowing the come and the stay and that's all you need you know, yeah yeah like end some, of the day yeah if you like, live in the city and your dog knows sit you're you're winning what else <laughs> do you need against if like your dog starts to run the into the road hey sit <laughs> your dog starts to bite sit your dog starts to bark sit just and, sit. and that's a firm <laughs> sit right so it's like you know at the end of the day, some dogs, again, with behavioral issues, as far as our programs are going right now, again, we're just generally talking about dogs that just kind of 
are moseying along, right? They might not be doing anything really wrong. They might be just have little, little tiny issues where you're just frustrated with things or you want your dog to look a little bit cooler, right? So we want obedience training for all of our dogs because again, that keeps them safe. Um, and the thing with Ryan was like, when I first met him, I was like, you know, really it's just seeing how Zuki, Zucchini is his, his uh, Kane Corso. She's, what is she, 100 and, 105. 105. Yeah. yeah, she's a she's big girl. A big girl. <laughs> and uh, when I first met her, I was like, oh man, you know, her energy levels are just not there. And you can see, you know, sometimes it's just a certain style of training um, that I don't believe in really, truthfully, at the end of the day. It just kind of takes away from the overall want to train or the relationship where dogs lose trust or you know their feelings get hurt over and over again and you know a lot of times we have to use corrective tools for dogs with behavioral issues and uh that wasn't really again part of this course but the main thing that you guys really need to know again focusing on a regular house dog is your obedience is supposed to be repeated over and over and over again so when you have really good solid commands and your dog understands in the future that it's learned the sit and then you've told it to stay so many times over which is called like a sit stay then your dog eventually just kind of stays there right you'll just have to say sit and the dog just kind of stays there until you kind of release it with the okay remember so saying the word or saying the sentence if you will of okay and then pause and toss that treat and let the dog run and get it again giving it that pause in between is super crucial just like when you say yes and pause and then deliver a treat and say good whatever behavior and at the end of the day i think really like having ryan here is great because you know i want you to get the perspective of somebody who's worked with me and then is now working with me specifically right so um first ryan came to me and you know because there was just not much energy in zucchini and we've been working on that still to this date um so the long training methodology can kind of just knock the wind out of the dog um and it makes it really hard to recover that so my approach is kind of a slow long methodology right it's like i'll build a friendship with the dog whether it's here and there or you know a long time the dog comes and stays with me like board and train and Sometimes with dogs, I won't even work with them for the first few days or maybe even a week if the dog is really scared. I don't force my relationship on them. And even though that might seem weird, you know, it's I get massive results over the next three weeks. So the dog's with you for a month. If it takes them a week to warm up, so what? If you really know how to do your job, it doesn't take you more than like three or four days to train a dog. Um, but the rest of that time is reinforcement to make sure that it sticks. And then you have to train the owners. So again, um, having Ryan here uh, with you know his mindset from another company initially and then learning what I do is great because it gives you guys a little bit more perspective uh, in a little bit I'll be bringing on another client Selena and funny thing funny thing Selena has also transitioned from client to trainer with the company having both of these people is kind of really just I feel like a, maybe a mind-opening experience again maybe it seems, seems a little salesy to you guys but that is not the intention uh, the goal is really to just kind of have their minds picked here on the show for you guys to really understand what it was like to be a client and the results that they kind of maybe saw or are getting or kind of have a different way to see training or the world so without further ado Ryan if you could uh, I guess maybe just speculate a little bit on you know like what Zuki was like when she kind of came to me from your perspective and then kind of where she's at now maybe how she's changed or even you know Ryan and I have actually even traveled down to Florida uh, to work with a client down there um, and basically what we were doing was training two dogs 
ended up training another dog and uh you know we took zucchini down with us on the road trip and drove back up so that was a whole experience to try mm-hmm. out travel with a big farty <laughs> kind oh, of she can get stinky. yeah 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 she she, she left some bombs um <laughs> but yeah so ryan if you could just tell us you know a little bit like how zuki's trained or changed or maybe like how training has changed for you from the other company to here yeah so i mean basically like what i was doing before i even went to the other place to like i said learn how to use the e-collar because i want my dog to be able to go off leash and have freedom and you know be able to do dog things all the time um so where i was at before i went there was um you know she knew a lot of basic commands she was healing she was she had a good place command she could sit she could down she could speak at that point um, and then when I went to this other company, I'm not, I don't need to bash them, so I'm not going to say their name, but, um, you know, it was, it was a lot of, uh, you know, it, it wasn't as much of a teaching thing. It was slap the e-collar on, here we go. There was no sort of like compulsion. Yeah. It was a lot of compulsion training. So, um, you know, if like, I want my dog to go on her place board, it'd be like place. And then with the little, you know, and I, I, under, I understand the e-collar conditioning process, but the way that it was explained to me as a very, very new e-collar user just didn't seem to work. So every time I would say place, they just say, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. So you, you turn up and so, you know, start at like maybe an eight and then it'd be a 10 and then it'd be a 17 and then it'd be a 20 and then a 25. And so at this point the dog's like, yo, what the heck's going on, man? And I'm just place, like place, place. And she's on a prong collar at this point too because that's what she was trained on. So mm-hmm. now she's trying to get out of it and she's, you know, correcting herself with the prong collar and she's getting taps with the e-collar. So it was just shutting her down. And I saw her, you know, start out pretty happy. Like hit the place board, bang, nailed it. Great job. And then when it was a little bit more tricky, like a higher place board or like a different surface place board where she'd never been on there before, she never learned what that was. And now she's expected to go up on here, and she was like, "What the heck's going on?" So it was like, in a nutshell, it's box training. I think, like back in the day, they called it something different. So it was box training before. Now they just kind of like drop the name of box training, and just now we have to call it compulsion training because there's not a word of like trying to drive. <laughs> yeah, Jax does not agree. Either. Is he outside the door doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hilarious. Now, now he wanted to whine to get out. Now he wants to whine to get in. He wants to be part Can't of the action. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it was. It was just I saw it kind of. Her head was a little lower and her eyes were a little sad. She's like a lazy, slow dog. She kind of looks like that all the time. But, you, you know, when you're with the dog all the time, you're like, buddy, you okay? You know, good girl. Okay, it's okay. So, you know, I just kind of saw her like, oh, man, like kind of bummed out. Um, and then with Rob's training, it was, you know, back to a lot of the fun stuff, you know. And she sort of got that pet back in her step and... So when you say fun stuff, though, again, like we don't want to make it sound salesy at all because, again, now it's like basically the three of us making a podcast for somebody like as clients, right? So I don't want it to ever seem like a pyramid scheme. Do you know what I mean to anybody? I always want it to be like, like, let them know. You know what I mean? Like what what was fun for her so far? Like that she enjoys that like you didn't do before and then now that you do, you know what I mean? Like I'm always trying to do more of like the journalist angle when I'm doing podcasts rather than I am like trying to drop all of my own personal opinion that'll be like our separate podcast mm. yeah <laughs> got lots of opinions over here on our team i think so we'll be good for that <laughs> but anyway i digress back to podcast so, yeah. i digress but anyway yeah i mean so like fun stuff being just random stuff like sit without an e-collar pressure like 
just really hammering sits and downs and comps and restrained stuff. Because like we didn't do any of that with this other, like when we were training come, it was just collar pressure and come and maybe some taps on the long line. So there wasn't any, like there wasn't, you know, they had their set things that they trained, but there wasn't any room to like paint a new picture. There wasn't any, there's no eraser here. Like I can't, ooh, I don't think I liked how that worked. Let's try this instead. There was none of that. It was just place, pressure, place, more pressure, place, more pressure, sit, more pressure, sit, more pressure, sit, more, oh, the dog sat, great job. I like my dog was going to use treats. No, there was so it was there just was no payment. There was no treat. Yeah. It was so that's just that's just corrective base training. Yeah, and that's so again, like I, I had already mentioned this on one of the last podcasts, positive only, balance training, and then corrective base. And I was like, at, at, you know, at this point, I told them, you know, I like I love Nino Drower for like stepping off out of all three, and he's like freestyle training, freestyle baby, freestyle. You know, you know light it up. It a freestyle, and I'm like, yeah, freestyle. We do whatever the dog needs. You know, it's why well, even it, get into the psycholo- like the yeah. psychology or the data again a lot of things are manipulatable in the world and results show right so happy dogs look like happy dogs sad happy dogs, dogs look fun. like sad dogs right? it's having so. fun whether that's you know whether that's biting a bite sleeve or whether that's playing fetch or yep. retrieving or you know doing schutzen or who cares the dog's having fun the dog's having fun and there's ways to get there and yes i understand that like there are times when my dog was having a tough time you know say it's hopping over like a curb and my dog's afraid to hop over the curb. Buddy, it's just a curb. Come on over. Great mm-hmm. job. You know, here's some food. Here's a ball. Here's whatever. But like that that wasn't really going on before. And so. At the last company. At the last company. And then, you know, so since I've come on with Rob, you know, he's given me a lot of content to digest and learn and watch and listen to. And there's a lot more stuff that I'm also doing on my own because I have other interests I really enjoy hunting, so yep. for me, and I and, I, and I'm I'm a disabled veteran, and I'm at this point in my life right now, I'm kind of lazy. I'm getting back in the swing of things, but you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not in the mood to go hiking and hunting. And, Rob's you know. not hunting. He I'm like, just he I'll, I'll like be ticks. here. I'll see you. And yeah, I'm, I'm not a tick person. Me and bugs. <laughs> no, no, you were in the military. Doesn't yeah, you ever see a camel spider? They'll traumatize you for life. <laughs> but anyway, so again, it's like the the amount of content and information and other things I've just been able to download. Um, have just shown me different ways because you know when I like I said I went to this trainer in this company having zero idea of how to use a tool and you said it was a different trainer each each time basically essentially there I think I went through like four different trainers over a course of eight weeks right communicate you already know when, when we're going in home now you know if you go to a lesson I, I didn't if I didn't take you to first you go and fill in for me for a session and Right. You know, you're like, wait, what do we do? Okay. And then you go there and you're like, okay, so what did you do? Yeah. Because I know what he said, but what did you do? (laughs) There's a disconnect. And when there's four of them, it's a lot more than Rob and I, or, you know, me and Selena, or, you know, if Selena's training a client with Rob, they both know exactly what's happening because they have a lot more communication than this person to this person to this person back to that person. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole way it was sort of set up and like, Again, just that my dog was going in halfway through the lesson, which was an hour long lesson. She would be going and hiding underneath the table, or there was a crate in the room, maybe, and she would go in the crate and like, just I don't want to come out. I'm done. Like, so that, and that's at, no at, their, at their facility. At the facility. So she was just shutting down. And, you know, the, the way we do training now is she's jacked up. She wants to train all the time. She wants to train now to a point where 
<laughs> you can go on our YouTube channel and see the conversation I had with Yuki. It's a minute 10 video uh, when we were down in Florida. And that's basically like what Zuki does to Ryan all the time now. And it's like hilarious. You know, you'll just be sitting here and doing nothing, maybe having a pause. Both of us would be like on the phone. All of a sudden you hear, hmm. You know, she just wants to be like, <laughs> hey, I'm involved here. Like, get me something to do. So, I have a brain. Talk to me. Yeah, she wants to. Engage. she wants to go. She wants to learn. So that's really cool. Um, and we actually just started doing a little bit of uh, protection stuff, um, which is different for me. It's new. Because again, like I said, I'm actually, I don't know if I've said this, but I'm still like a new trainer. I've been working with Ralph for about a year now, almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and again, Ryan Ryan is going outside of me. Um, you know, I dabble in again, like a lot of things, but I, I'm never claim to specialize in anything. I'll just be like, you know, hey, Rob, do you know about this about that? And I'm like, you know, that, yeah, I think I have a general concept. If I do, if I don't, let me get you the specialist. You know, I know almost everybody anywhere <laughs> for that specific reason. You know, if I, if I can't do it, I know somebody that can. Right. And, uh, you know, Ryan's going out and he's kind of like dabbling in these things because, again, like I'm... I'm tired, right? I, I'm multitasking myself. I'm well, doing a lot of things, and Ryan doing the, what he wants kind of lets him specialize and bring more value to himself, the company, and you know. And again, we're you know, the future goals of college, so great. Ryan's going to be obviously the director of whatever he goes and specializes: hunting and protection. Selena wants to go, and uh, you know, you, I think actually you wanted to do like Schutzen, IGP, I, yeah, well, Schutzen, it doesn't IGP, matter. IPO, IPO, and all. Yeah, actually, yeah. do you want to come sit over here? Um, yeah, so at this point, again, I'm going to bring uh, Selena in, and uh, we're going to have everybody kind of chime in, and uh, what do you think? This is a good point? Yeah, okay. let's bring her on. Let's do it. All right, so Selena, if you can uh, kind of just us, like... Tell us a little bit about what you got going on. Yeah, tell us about Jax, tell us about training, you know, just run through your... Okay, through your so my name think? is Selena. I started with Rob as a client, I think in July of this year. Um I have a five-year-old German Shepherd who started out as my boyfriend's dog, um, and it was both of our first dogs together as adults, you know, not having our parents do actually a majority of the work, and we made the very wise, or what we thought was a wise decision to get a German Shepherd, um, <laughs> and soon quickly realized that we were outmatched by uh, this little, I guess, like 20-pound dog at the time. And I mean, you know, we had initially tried crate training. We tried like a basic obedience pet smart class and he didn't really have like any outward aggressive issues. He's been fine with people. He, you know, up until a certain point was pretty fine with other dogs. Um, and as he started to get older and mature, we started to notice some more problems. Um, and it really just came down to us being like, we want to give Jax the best life that we can give him and we want him to have a job to do because he you know when you were talking about how now Zuki like looks at you all the time like that has been Jax every single day of his life since we've gotten him he's like what am I what's happening today where are you what are you doing I'm going with you and like I want to be fully involved and do it with you whatever it is so what Rob has given us is kind of really like a way to communicate with Jax and that has been like a really fun process for me getting to understand my dog in a new way and being like, oh, like I know how to give you what you want now. And I actually know how to stimulate you in the way that you need and get the exercise both mentally and physically. Yeah. I mean, even tonight we trained him yeah. working on some hind end awareness. Yes. You know? yeah. And see, even there, it's like, that's why it's great to have Ryan because as Ryan's going through training, you know, and he's learning some things, Ryan's doing things that I 
literally am looking at it and I'm like, why haven't I done that in four years? <laughs> like, when's the last time I even did that? Uh, you know, I've learned that a long time ago and it's, you know, it's like things I've forgotten are now coming full circle. So it's always important to learn from new people, you know, and anybody new is absorbing things at a rapid rate. So they're always going to be able to bring something to your attention that you literally probably forgot. One of my biggest pet peeves about trainers who've been in the industry, like I got nothing new to learn. Like you got everything to remember though. <laughs> you can't. You can't remember. Yeah, no way. You remember. There's so if you're, much. If you're stuff. a business owner and you're living life and you, you know, you got a work-life balance, you don't remember that. You can't remember everything. There's no way. I, especially with the dog, like it is really like learning another language. I'm asking my dog to learn things that he doesn't understand, and I have to learn how to read him. And there's so much that goes into that. Like I like. For me, I'm somebody who likes numbers as a target for something, and like I would say, I try to cha- train with Jacks every day of the week at least 20 minutes a day of just like training at least Ho- hopefully it's more than that like i would love to be able to do an hour total but break it up over a few sessions and work different things and i've been doing that since july pretty much and i still feel like there's a whole world and oceans of things that like i don't know and don't understand and i every time rob and ryan come over i feel like i'm like oh i i don't know anything <laughs> But then I learn a lot in that time and it's great. And I see Jacks improve and I see our communication get better and I learn new things to implement. And that's kind of why I wanted to transition into training. I had a session with um, Rob and he's like, so do you want to be a trainer? Because like Jax has kind of like done his course. Like he's now the issues that he had, which were basically just like, he didn't have structure. He didn't have a job. He's a German shepherd. Um, he's not fixed. And he didn't have good socialization with other dogs. So it was pretty much all on us. What is, now, well, you're saying socialization too for everybody because I haven't really actually talked about socialization. So that's like... People, you, places, and things. Yeah. yeah. And as so, for, Oh, so, so not dog parks? So not, not dog parks. <laughs> not, People, not dog places, makers. and things. I actually feel like dog parks is where Jax learned how to behave badly with other dogs because he yeah. had one experience at a dog park and then after that it was downhill for him. Like, after he got bullied by this one dog, he was like, never again. How old was he? Almost two. Okay, so he was still, like, a younger dog. Do you, yeah. Was it, like, an older dog or a bigger dog? It wasn't necessary. I mean... You might not even know. I don't really remember. I think it was, like, a German short-haired pointer, but this dog just, like, had something in him that Jax didn't have. Like, he was just really <laughs> was getting like, bullied by this dog. Okay. Um, he had that, that fire. And I was that trying spice, to... spicy. And I eventually got Jax to recall. He did not have recall at that point in time. Um, and we're working on it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that was like, I, you know, I can look to like a few experiences. But for me, what socialization means now and through Rob is just that when I take him out for a walk and there's another dog, he doesn't really care. He's not affected. He's looking at me. He's engaged with me. And he knows that like I have a situation under control. I'm not going to let anything bad happen to him. He doesn't need to get on his haunches and like, you know foam at the mouth like i have a situation and because we have that communication now he understands that yeah i mean because same with the zuki it's like if i see a dog that's jacked up to come meet us sorry i'll tell a person straight up sorry my dog's aggressive <laughs> say what you care. gotta say just yeah. send him away if i see a dog that's like hey bro can i come meet you man yes yeah, like the dog a little sketchy all right cool like we're all friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Like just a super relaxed dog. He's like, I just See, want to come say hi. You know what a super friendly dog looks like though. How does everybody else know? 
Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Tail lag is not always good. Yeah. Uh, Does it look like, uh, as I was saying, like, is is it like a shark fin where it's like super rigid? And it's like, (laughs) if in doubt, just tell the other person your dog will bite their head off. Yeah, tell them your dog's a serial. But if you know someone has like a super lax, chill dog, that's a great dog for a younger puppy to meet because the other dog was just essentially not going to be interested in them. Never, never dogs that snap at other dogs, right? That's not what we want. That's not a dog that knows how to behave around other dogs. That's a dog who's fearful and just kind of like tries to assert dominance all of a sudden. And and then the other dogs will kind of just look at it like, you good, bro? Like, it's just like, ah. But there's an etiquette to dogs that I think not everybody understands of how they interact. Like, we can read their behaviors. If somebody came lunging at you on the street, you would be yeah. like, what are you doing? Just, just yeah. literally or replace came... dog behavior with, like, People. kids. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, like, if you have kids, it's, it's pretty pretty easy to understand, right? I would, like I said before in the last podcast, like, dog parks are great for humping, jumping, fighting, you know. And at the end of the day, it's like, they're like, oh, look, there goes, there goes Toto getting humped again. He just stands there and takes it. But if switch that out with a toddler, is that funny then? No, it's not funny at all. Like you're like, dude, that's my child. Like, what is going on here? Right? You stop that stuff. You intervene. Yeah, it's you stand here and let, Yeah, it's like it's, this is insanity, and it's literally like the same emotional scale. Remember that your dog is like a three year old its entire life. Like, yeah, they emotionally develop and they they understand some commands and cues, but they're literally just a toddler. You have to protect them. Uh, like I said before, Malinois are one of the craziest dogs and at every turn if I wasn't in full control of that dog she was literally going to hurt herself break an ankle twist a hip pop you know roll her stomach something ridiculous they're just capable of so many things that they don't even know which direction to go so when they make a move it's just full of every ounce of power and you know energy that they have and it ends up possibly hurting them so Again, uh, Selena has Jax, uh, which is way more energy than oh, Zucchini. Yes, I didn't. Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't intro Jax. Yeah. Jax. The light of my life. Bring him on. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jax, I'm coming here. He'll talk. <laughs> come, come speak. Um, yes, yeah, so I have a five year old working line German Shepherd. Um, I didn't get him from a specific working breeder, but we at one point had him tested. Um, and so what, whatever that means. And when I met him, he was severely overweight. <laughs> She's like, this is a working dog. And he's like. He hadn't worked yet. Uh, <laughs> he was about to start working. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he just finished high school. Yeah, was, wor- working is their job, by the way. Yeah. So you know. and, and also, honestly, like that was Which really a disservice to Jax because now he is able to do all the things I feel like he wanted to do before but would get frustrated that maybe he didn't know how to or wasn't able to do because we were you know it's not we were giving him too much food like he always had a very active schedule but we were overfeeding him and I could go into like I try my best to give my dog the best nutrition possible um but it's you know yeah you've done you've done a really good job with that seriously yeah there's a there's a lot to it and that's been something that like i'm really interested in one of the things that made me want to become a trainer is because like Jax has had habitual ear infections he you know will have hot spots like i feel like any little thing that he eats or if he's slightly more stressed it would affect his coat and like certain like allergy issues um so that has kind of led me on a journey to finding out like what is going to be best for Jax. Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of his nutrition and that is also I've seen a huge um, improvement in his ability to train I feel like his agility to kind of like move around that could also be because he's like losing weight but um yeah just all around I feel like he's a much happier and more alert dog than he was in his prior diet but I also feel like it's very specific and now you're feeding him a raw diet I am yeah I am feeding him a raw diet which I know is like a a hot 
Yeah, it can be a hot button yeah, topic. Yeah, a hot button but, topic. Yeah. But I I, 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 I actually, I did mention it already. Because um, again, like, you know, I, I basically what I was saying was like, good luck trying to figure out which is the right food brand. I was like, at this point, I stopped making recommendations because there's just so many things going on all the time, just recalls, etc. And I'm like, I can't track it anymore. I, I feel like that as long as you are making an effort to give your dog a good diet and but, a, but a raw diet again is not just one chicken wing a day oh no I'll I can explain client, right? I can explain a little client. bit okay so we're gonna explain a little bit about the raw diet uh, in the next chapter right so these past two podcasts or I'm sorry this podcast and the next podcast are gonna be basically just a sum up of Ryan's experience again with the company a little bit of just our talks about training and the things that we generally talk about as trainers and Selena's perspective again as um, a client turned trainer as well just like Ryan right so with that said uh, we are going to catch up with you guys next week it's been a, a great time uh, running you guys through this program up to this point and we hope you guys enjoy these these are a little bit more of our personalities and uh, you know just a little bit of what's in store to come so with that said we hope you enjoy these these are going to tie directly into podcasts to come after this course uh, we're going to be doing a show as well so be in mind of that at all times right? it's super important don't right. forget about it don't forget <laughs> all right come on baby hd dog training <laughs> yeah there you go next week we'll see you there <laughs>